Hey, welcome to Guitar Knobs, the guitars, gear, noise, and nonsense podcast hosted today by these knobs. Tony Dudzik, Pick Guardian. Jared Brandon, the pickup guy. <laughs> I don't know if that's going to stick or not. Hey, everybody, it's me, Todd Novak. Welcome to the Guitar Knobs podcast. We are thrilled to death that you are listening to our Woo-hoo! show wherever you're at. We welcome you. And uh, if this is your first time, Boy, are we happy you're here. If this is your 150th time, we are so glad you're back. Or your 233rd time. Or your 233rd time. That's right. Just uh, We just keep racking them up. I'm happy about that. And man, oh man, am I excited about this episode. We've got a very special guest on. A very special guest. Who might you be? Uh, Keith from Marvin Guitars. Yes. Keith from Marvin Guitars. Okay, now... Uh, everybody's like, well, oh, that might be new to me. What is Marvin Guitars? Where can people find your guitars right now as they're listening? MarvinGuitars.com. Perfect. And on Instagram? <laughs> Instagram, uh, Instagram.com slash Marvin Guitars. Okay. So go find Marvin Guitars. You're going to want to do that because these guitars are flipping awesome. And uh, you're going to want to hear all about it while you're looking at it. So it's going to match up beautifully. Uh, Keith, we are going to have a great time tonight. We're going to talk about you. All right. And talk some more about you. Okay. And probably about your guitars. All right. Let's talk Uh, more about guitars because I'm pretty boring. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Keith and I had a really great phone call. Uh, Pretty much probably could have done the episode right there, I think. Um, Probably so. Yeah, if you weren't like on your way to the supermarket or whatever it was. Uh, but I really enjoyed talking with you, so I know this is going to be a good one. We are good. We have a few announcements we're going to start yes. off with. Tony's awake. That's <laughs> I'm awake. Good. And yes. Wow. Wow. Yes. That's a hot microphone you that got is, there. You're a hot microphone. <laughs> um, all right. So, hey, I wanted to share something. As you know, we get lots of great feedback from people. Yes, we do. Uh, maybe some of you have mentioned I, I met a, a guitar player a couple uh, weeks ago, and we struck it up, and it was you know it's like sort of one of those after after the show cool things where you're like, hey, we're a lot alike, and we grew up in the same area, and we like the same. But it's like you know kind of a cool thing. Yeah, I made a little friend over there. Friends, yeah, friends. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, turns out that friend decided to be a supporter too, which was uh, you know caught me unawares. So he sent a message. He says, uh, hey, love the show, brother. It's like hanging out with friends, just talking about guitars and gear, which is something I don't get to do very much. Here are my answers to your questions. Uh, we also we ask questions all the time of the new people. Yeah. He says, uh, so his Vox, he, he, he does Vox amps, um, AC15 and AC30. And it says, I can't go without these two pedals, the full-tone OCD and his gold icon by J-Rocket. His favorite parts of the show, uh, when, when you talk about new gear that you acquire. Well, that's usually Tony. He's the one with all the money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, I'm the one uh, with all the credit card bills. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, uh, and he said um, he hasn't gone that far in the episodes, um, but uh, he would love to hear things about pedals that marry well with Vox amps. Now, Tony yes. is our resident Vox expert. Vox. So I think that would be something that maybe he could dive into. I th- I think Vox front ends take pedals probably 
as good as Fender, maybe better than Fender. The only time I've ever had real trouble with front-end loading of, of certain pedals is on a Marshall and a Mesa Boogie. Mm. And But I, I think that there is something in the... Uh, if Rob was here, he could probably tell us what it what it is, but uh, whether it's the buffering or whatever uh, you know, circuitry is in the in the um, input stage of of both fen- most Fender amps. I'm, I'm sure there's some out there that don't work as well as well as Vox's. And in fact, when when we get pedals to test and things like that, I always test them through uh, my Vox AC15 because I know the sound, and then I can tell what the pedal is doing in addition to that sound. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, th- I think you're safe with just about anything on the front end of a Vox. Yeah. Well, all right. Hopefully that uh, helps you out, uh, Hex. And um, he says, uh, I, I decided to forward you guys because not only because I love what you guys are doing, but I know how expensive music gear can be. You guys do a lot more than most other shows that I've heard. The guitar community needs shows like this. Well, we really do appreciate that. Um, Hex is a hell of a guitar player, uh, and so I take that with the utmost amount of respect from him. So thank you very, very much. And if you'd like to share your thoughts, please do. We'd love to read them. Um, and if they're really horrible ones, um, we won't read them, but, you know, I, I guess it's a free country and whatever. So, uh, But hopefully you send nice <laughs> things. And if actually, if you have really bad things, send them to Tony. Okay. <laughs> Care of Jared. <laughs> yes. Uh, so uh. also we have, uh, w- this is our, uh, let's see, this is our fifth installment of the Positive Grid Spark Amp action. Sparky. We are giving away a Spark Amp. Yes. Okay. And we're going to tell you how to win that in just a second. How to possibly win wait, that. Wait, wait, back up a little bit. Yes. Are you telling me that we are going to be able to give away? Actually, this is our sixth one. Sixth one? This is the sixth one. Holy moly. Yeah. So the next one is when we get to announce the winner. Oh, my goodness. Oh, well, I can't hardly wait. Oh, boy. So, but we're going to give one of these away. We are going to give them away. So, uh, in this installment, we've we've covered a, a bunch of the great things about Spark Amp. Yes, special um, features. And, and aside from you know us just talking to you about this, we are actually we've been using it. Yes, I've been using it. Jared's got one. Tony's used it, and uh, I think I broke it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's why I sound so <laughs> terrible. Um, so this one, uh, we're going to talk about the full range sound. This is something that both Tony and I responded to immediately jared i'm trusting you had the same experience yeah yeah that's what i thought keith have you ever played through a spark amp yes i have one perfect there we go we can all chime in (laughs) we We can i love that dang thing man i was actually blown away with it i was uh i was not expecting it to be as good as it is i right i was exactly the same and me too so i think today we're going to talk about even though this thing is literally the size of a small it's guitar like a, head. It's like no, it's not even that. It's like a shoebox. It's not. It's, yeah, I mean, it's tiny, but it's got speakers built into it, and these little tiny, teeny tiny speakers. I don't know how they do it, but you can actually it feel the air and moving loud and immersive. I mean, you know, it, it actually works the air. very well as a uh, a Bluetooth speaker as well. Yes. Yes. It's. I just. It's I, I don't rather know. stunning. I mean, I was shocked. I don't know how they do it. I was shocked. They should call it the shock. The shock. No, that'd be stupid. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, especially if it's an electric appliance. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and the fact that it's a combo amp, it isn't a head, but it is the size of a very, very small head. Yeah, it's it's teeny tiny. Uh, so there's there's two custom designed speakers and a tuned bass reflex port. Yeah, that must which are that engineered explains to provide that deep, full sounding bass. And crystal clear is high. You know, sometimes if you think about like, you know, beat headphones, it's like, that's awesome for bass. But if you want to hear anything else, it's right. Yeah. This is full range sound. Yeah. Sounds outstanding. Um, So with all of the other features that we talked about, plugging in your music uh, with Bluetooth and playing along, finding that music uh, on on Spotify, playing along and getting a drummer hooked into your, to, to whatever you're playing with. Or just playing straight through. Here's something that I was doing this weekend with it. I was actually using this in straight into the computer mm. so that I could record. Before, I was miking it and then going through an interface, miking my normal amp and running right, through an right. interface. And I said, you know what? I'm going to try to put a couple pedals in front of this to do the one-minute wonders into the spark and see what happens. I mean, it was so easy. And so it was like, great. like with a... Uh, what, a USB cable or yeah oh okay that's it yeah it's a USB interface and an amp and all the other things I don't I mean if this thing could you know could make like hot pockets right you know <laughs> that's the only thing left well we'll call it the Swiss Army amp <laughs> yeah anyways uh, so this is we've been singing the praises of this amp for a while yes um, I I can't wait to give one away I know or you can just go get one. There's like fifty dollar off coupons all over the place. Like I did. It's yeah, I crazy. think yeah, I think you're with the with the coupons and things. You're just a shade over uh, two hundred bucks. Uh, yep, two hundred fifty. Yeah, about. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So and you, get, you get the carrying case. Yeah, I got my carrying case for free. Nice. That's awesome. Where did you get it, Jared? I just got it straight from their website. Brilliant. There you go. Look at that. I love that place, man. I yeah. love that uh, spark. Yeah, I mean, it works as a Bluetooth speaker too, and it's loud and everything. You know, yeah. You want to listen to your favorite music while you're walking on the treadmill? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, I'm serious. That thing works. It, but it's you got can many hang years. it from your neck. You're big <laughs> enough to do that. I could, like, yeah. now, now, you know, now yeah. Jared, you you are known for buying Flavor things in, in pairs. Are you going to buy a second? Spark? I might for my home in Nashville and for my home in Pataskala. Yeah, you could have one in your office at the Gibson. But it's that too. But it's so small and light and easy to carry, there's no reason to. You just take it everywhere you go. You could. Thank you to Positive Grid yes. for hooking us up with this and for giving one to one of our illustrious audience members. Uh, all right, let's find out what we had going on in our music worlds this week. Uh, Keith, it, Tony's going yeah. to start us off, and he's going to share a little bit about the stuff in his life, you know. Okay. A day in the life, a week in the life. Yeah, how about keeping it to a day? Okay, I'll just do it. We got an I, interview, man. Oh, is that what we do on yes. this show? Go. Okay. Go. Uh, so, I don't <laughs> know, a couple episodes back, I was talking about a uh, one of the new Epiphone uh, Coronets. That yes. I picked up. That's uh, basically the, you know, a uh, symmetrical, as opposed to an offset, uh, single pickup P90 wraparound bridge uh, that I picked up and was very pleased with. 
So I've kind of had my feelers out here and there, and I was looking for one of the Wilshires, which is also from the same series and essentially the same body style, except it has uh, two Sopar P90s and um, a standard tunematic bridge and tailpiece. Well, lo and behold, I found a used one uh, on the Bay of E, and um, I, I put a ridiculously low bid on it, and I won it. Wow. <laughs> so, I mean, but even if you buy wow. these things at full price, they're like four forty nine or something like that. The The Coronets are three ninety nine. The Wilshires are four forty nine, And I think the uh, Crestview, Crestwoods are... Uh, another fifty or a hundred dollars above that, mm. but um, this. Uh, so it came in uh, just a couple of days ago, mm-hmm. and uh, I have to admit they're two for two. I mean, this that's great. Uh, this this Epiphone series it plays fantastic. I was just playing it right now. I was like, yeah. Man. So you know, what's what's really cool? It's kind of a remake of what uh, Epiphone put out in. Well, this is during the Gibson years. Well, Gibson owned Ep- or bought Epiphone in the late fifties. But right. they, they released these um, in the in the well, I think the very first one came out in '59. But generally speaking, these are kind of like reissues of the '60 and '61 uh, versions. Um, and these have the little uh, they call it a, a bikini badge on mm-hmm. the on the headstock uh, that says Epiphone. But it's I yep. mean it's a really cool guitar, super lightweight. Um, I like the Wilshire ever bit as much as the coronet i am going to change out the pickups as i did with with the coronet too these are these p90s are a little bit noisy and i always like to put a reverse wine reverse polarity in the neck position so there's hum canceling in the middle but um aside from that i mean it's it's a it's a great guitar and and i I think a good place to start if you want to do some upgrades to to a particular guitar indeed i know a guy i know a guy for the pickups i know a guy yeah. Is his name Jason Lawler? Oh, jeez. <laughs> <laughs> he makes good P90s. Uh, Lindy Freeland yeah, makes Lindy really Freeland. good P90s. I do like Lindy's yeah. stuff. Jared, and, like and, I, and, and I do like the Brandon Wound yeah. pickups, yes, too. They're great. Yeah. Or Gibson. Or the Gibson ones. That's right. Keith, have you ever played a Wilshire or a Cornet? Uh, yeah. Yes, both. Do, yeah. you have, do you have a preference? Uh, I've not played the new reissues. Uh, I've only played the vintage. Uh, but I actually prefer the Wilshires. Yeah. yeah, I think you have I, a little I'm more a, a tonality. Yeah, kind of guy. You're more, I'm sorry. What? I'm a two pickup kind of guy. Uh-huh. You know? Yeah. So I, I like the versatility of the Wilshire. Yep, I can get that. You can also play it the other way around, and it looks exactly the same. That's true. That is true. <laughs> Except the knobs are on the <laughs> wrong side. Yes. Well, <laughs> there cares? is that. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> nobody touches those things yeah. anyhow. Put some duct tape on. Yes. Uh, so, Keith, uh, what's going on in your music world this week? Uh, really just doing the same thing. Um, a lot of fret work. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, fret work and listening to uh, Pandora. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. Brilliant. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't actually... I couldn't tell you the last time that I actually went into a music store to shop for guitars. I probably should. How much time do you uh, do you figure you get to play you know what? Lately, the only time I ever play guitar is when I have finished putting one together and I need to make sure it works. <laughs> so um, the last couple of weeks, a lot more because I've gotten a lot of guitars back from the paint shop. So the last couple of weeks, a lot more than usual. Over the summer, I was uh, mostly building 
Um, so not really a lot of playing going on, and, and I do regret that. I, I need to play more. Yeah, I, it, that seems to be a common theme with uh, guitar builders, which is, you know, I guess kind of right. ironic. It's like You know, I, I do all of this stuff, too. Like, I'm always like, well, maybe if I just leave a guitar on the couch, I'll play more. Or maybe if I just get this new amp or this new pedal, I'll play more. But it, it never seems to work. It's, you know, you got to get stuff out to the customers, and you don't want people calling you and emailing you like, where's my guitar? When you're just <laughs> sitting on the couch playing a guitar, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I, I loved your note about uh, the, a pro- project... Uh, uh, a progress pictures of, of the projects. Oh, right. yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. oh I know you, you get, you know, I, I'm yeah, not, I'll still send them, but I just, you know, it's like, there's only so many that you can send. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know? It's got, they all look the same. It's like, I don't really do a lot of, um, shop <laughs> pictures either because everything kind of looks the same. It's all wood and it's dusty and you yep. can't really tell what's going on. Yep. And then you have guys that are like, why is that part right there? It's like, it's not done yet. <laughs> 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 that part will go away. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, I think I better come down and inspect it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> oh my god. Oh dear. Well, um, I I certainly hope in the future you get a little bit more chance to do that. But that's got to be super exciting when a you know new paint day and all that stuff. Oh yeah. But you know what I did buy recently, and uh, I'm kind of embarrassed to say, um, is one of the God. What are the ones from Toman? The um, uh, they're super inexpensive guitars. Oh, Harley Bentons. Uh, that's it. I bought one of those just on a whim because it looks so cool. It was, it's like the giant hollow body. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's actually a pretty cool guitar, so I, I don't regret buying it at all. Um, the pickups, you know, like like any budget model guitar, the pickups could definitely be switched, you know, swapped out. But yeah, it's, yeah. it's pretty decent. I actually kind of enjoy it. So, you know. Yeah, yeah we were just talking about it on, on our last uh, podcast um, that uh, – you know, he he emailed me because I'm the same way. I I like inexpensive projects that you can upgrade and things like that. And he said that you know he bought uh, one model. Uh, it was like a Telecaster style, and then he bought his son one of the ones that you you, uh, you just purchased. It's like more like a Gretsch, you know, sixty one twenty kind of thing. And yes. uh, and he felt he said the yep. same way that they're they're you know they're. I, you know they're inexpensive. I mean the shipping costs almost as much as the guitar uh, to get it yeah. here to the states, but uh, <laughs> it's it, it is pretty amazing uh, that they can put that caliber or quality of a, of an instrument mm-hmm. out for such little money. Yeah, it really is. I mean, there's little things here and there. You know, if it was a four thousand dollar guitar, you would definitely be like, "Uh, oh, come on, guys." Yeah, and, you know. Yeah, but for a hundred, I think I paid a hundred and sixty bucks for mine because it was a B stock. Uh huh. I was like, "Ah, hey, you can't beat it. You can't pass that up." You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You can't build one for that. Yeah, no, you can't. <laughs> Plain and simple. <laughs> That's fun. Hey, uh, Jared, how about yourself, buddy? Oh man, yeah, I got this uh, awesome book in today. I haven't really had much time to to really read into it but i was talking to my boss the other day and some for some reason this book came up it's called gibson electrics the classic years an illustrated history from the mid 30s you're not gonna the read it are you <laughs> chapter <laughs> by one and tony beginning. tony baloney has to help me out with this by words. a r anyway uh mr dushishwa uh, recently passed, but um, my boss was actually friends with him. They would talk all the time because he was always talking with Gibson and whatnot. Because he, yeah, I mean, was such a huge knowledge base. Yeah, he was a very well known uh, uh, 
yeah, I mean, he, he knew, a, he probably, I, I'd venture a guess he know, knew more about guitars than even me. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. You do That's know enough. an awful lot. But, he, but he's, he's, yeah, he's, he was known for, you know, especially the Gibson book, but he, he wrote several other books on uh, these uh, guitars. These books are out of print. Uh, they're hard to come by, and if you find one, you will pay. But um, I thought in the position I'm in, uh, I'd better pick one up. So I think I paid around fifty bucks for it Ooh. for the paperback. Did you? But check, I did can't you, get it anywhere else. Did you check on Amazon? Yeah. Oh, okay. So I must- bought. I had to buy a used one on Amazon. Wow. It was the only one that was. There was only one book on Amazon total. Huh. That's it. And I got the book. The one book that was on Amazon. Yeah, it's the first place I looked. I looked on eBay and I couldn't find it. Well, you could next time check on ABE Books, American Book Exchange. dot mm-hmm. com. They they specialize in used books, and you, if you type in the title, they usually have some that pop up. Mm. So it's it's a great great book to have, and uh, I can't wait to dig into it and use it as a source. Yeah, Need no, be. it's it's a great book. Yep. Just don't get any hamburger drippings on it. Too late. Uh, <laughs> so How about you, Todd? Well, yeah. I have a show coming up. Well, by the time you hear this, the show will have been over. And it will have been a huge success. And what Todd are you going to show? no longer be doing the podcast <laughs> because he was signed to Chrysalis Records. I'm <laughs> uh, huh? pretty sure that's not going to happen. Um, a car show? Yeah, well, it is a guitar show. It's not a guitar show. Uh, we're playing a, a thing called FemFest this uh, weekend, and it's three days in Canton, Ohio, at the famous Buzzbin. Buzzbin. And there's like, I don't know, like 18 bands or something, but playing over three days. So it's going to be really, really flipping awesome. Fem Are you doing all, all violent fem songs? Uh, that would be a show I will not attend. Uh, although oh. I have seen them live. Really? Uh, yes. Anyway. Uh, be a blister in the sun? Yes. Okay, enough about that. Um, what I was busy doing this week was... Are there, so there's will, will an fembots be that? There's, ah! there's an inside and outside. Uh, it... I, I don't know if we're playing outside or inside, and I don't know if the inside is kind of inside and outside. I, it just says USA. That. So I don't know what what to expect. Uh, so in preparation for that, I've mm-hmm. been trying to to ha- sort of have a all right. When I show up, I need to have a a pedal board setting for I'm running the amp full on, mm-hmm. or I'm running it at half because I'm inside. Ah. And Keith, I've got a a, a Supro Black Magic. Oh no! Nice. Why does this sound like a Would You Rather right now? It, it doesn't. <laughs> it's just to you. Just listen. I kind of know. It's it kind of does. Story. Am I going to be inside or outside? What should I do? Yeah. No. It's just. It's just <laughs> not that. But uh, uh, so, anyways, got a uh, Black Magic with a, an extended. I, it's an extended cab. I can't not call it an extended. It's an extension cab <laughs> that matches it uh, that I put on the other side of the stage. Uh, so my bass player does the same thing. Anyways, it occurred to me that if we're outside, I'm probably going to need to give it more gas. Uh, yes. So, yeah. uh, so and obvious, it, maybe not obviously to everybody. You need but, to borrow a Marshall stack from me? No. 
So I, anyways. <laughs> How about a Dr. Z? No, I don't need any of that. I can bring uh, my PV Classic VTX if I really run into trouble. <laughs> hey, don't, yeah. don't sneeze. Uh, so what I'm trying to get through here, actually, is mm-hmm. the fact that your guitar will sound extremely different. Mm-hmm. If you're used to playing either only inside clubs and your, you know, your practice space versus running it full on. And I don't know that that many people get to run their amps full up. Not so much anymore. So, uh, yeah. Keith, you are a seasoned musician. Hold on a second. Keith, you are a seasoned musician. And I assume you've run into this uh, series of problems before. How did you deal with it? Just crank it, man. <laughs> inside but, or outside inside or outside <laughs> you, know, you always got the sound guy I mean it's been so long since I played a live show and everything has changed because everything is digital now and there's you know there's no stage volume and uh, it's, it's kind of weird so yeah. I actually uh, respect people that are going out and really playing with real amps so I say just turn it up man yeah I yeah I played outside bro, I, you know? we, we had a mixture of outside gigs and inside gigs in the last band I was in that was 10 years ago and the volume the outside volume stage volume, was a little louder because you didn't have any, you know, walls for the sound to bounce on. But yet, you know, we still had a good amount of monitors um, and we didn't, not in ear, but, you know, so it's, I don't, I don't think it's going to be such a dramatic change that you're going to have to, you know, sweat about it. You know what I mean? I think you're going to be okay. Right. As long as you've got a good sound guy, you should be fine. Yeah. It's going to be monitors. Yeah. You're not using in ears, right? Right. It's all monitors. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Hey, you'll be. Right. Yeah, you'll be fine. And you're not the first band, right? No. Uh, Good. Or the nope. or the first day. We're playing the last day, so the, the guy nice. maybe maybe his ears will be all blown out and be like, I don't know, play as loud as you want, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, he'll have it all nice and tuned in for you, brother. Hmm. You'll be just fine. I'll go if the fembots are there. There, they yep. are going to be there. Okay, yeah. I'm going. I'm there. So, uh, anyways, that was uh, that was my week, and it nice. was as soon as I realized that I was like, "Row, row, I gotta figure this out." <laughs> so, You'll be fine, Todd. You'll be Thanks, guys. Uh, anyway, so we're gonna swing on over and find out what Keith's four on the floor is. But, but on our way to doing that, we need to ask Tony a question. Tony. Yes, Todd. How many tour gear design patch cables can you fit in your mouth? <laughs> <laughs> What's what are the lengths? Uh, eight. <laughs> they're all yeah, all S S shaped eights. S shaped eights. Yes, I can fit twenty three in my mouth. Three. <laughs> well, I wouldn't suggest any of you go and trying that. Uh, You'll choke. Soon. Wait, wait, please you might ball. choke. I can put it forward, right, bro. <laughs> uh, but needless to say, the Tour Gear Designs patch cables are really outstanding products. Uh, my entire board is covered in them, uh, not because I get to say this, but because they really, really work They're very great. well. They're great. They're flat. The heads are small. Yep. It fits it everywhere. Fit anywhere on the pedal. I mean, it yeah. saves you. I mean, you probably buy, if you if you did your board with all tour gear design cables, you could probably fit another pedal on your board. You I, could uh, at least. 
Maybe two. I would say probably two, to be honest. Uh, having them in your mouth is no worse than having black licorice in your mouth. It's I love black licorice, actually. Keith, no, do you like black licorice? Uh, Question number one. Do. My wife hates it, and I love it. Isn't that it's great? weird? Yes. It's like olives. You either like it or hate it. Yes. Everybody well, loves olives. olives. She likes black olives, and <laughs> I don't like olives at all, which I feel like black olives just taste like black licorice. So <laughs> go figure. Yeah, that is weird. Are you more a green olive guy? Yeah, I don't like olives at oh, all. Oh, you don't like olives, period. Do you like Olive Garden? I do. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't love the... Free breadsticks! Exactly. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Why do they always put the clothes sign up whenever I come in? <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so it, the Tour Gear Designs Patch Cables... They're fantastic. You really need to yeah. grab yourself some. Go to tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, and you're going to save 10% off 10%. of as many oh. patch cables that you can fit in your mouth and your pockets and, then some. and a bag. Yes. Yep. Do it. Yeah. Tourgeardesigns.com forward slash discount forward slash the guitar knobs, or just go there and probably put in the guitar knobs uh, in the discount code. And I'm sure it'll work. It'll work. Yeah. So thank you to Tour Gear Designs for sponsoring our four on the floor. Jared. Let me get a little bit of this. Ah. One, two, one, two, three. Four on the floor. Keith Horn, Marvin Guitars. What is your four on the floor? Uh, first and foremost, a uh, an original Jim Dunlop Crybaby. Oh, uh, I've had it ever since I was 16. I've tried other ones, and I just keep coming back to the original. How many That's times correct. have you had to repair that? Um... Uh, I only once actually. I had to have the uh, potentiometer replaced, and that's it. Wow, that's yeah, pretty yeah. amazing. Usually, yeah, the yeah. string breaks eventually. There's it, no yeah, string. I've it's had it. the same one since sixteen, and it's 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 still going strong. Good. Wow, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Right. Build, build them like tanks, man. Oh. Right. Yeah. Number two, um, at my Daredevil pedals hype pedal, just super simple. I got that uh, from my buddy Johnny, and. Yeah. It, absolutely amazing it's something that i can't live without now uh there's no knobs no nothing you just hit the button and it does what it's supposed to do and which uh, which okay first of all johnny solid dude been on the show we gotta have we gotta need to have him back on actually yeah well yeah. you know he moved Oh. oh, no, 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 different Johnny. Different Johnny. That's, oh, I'm sorry. That's, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. No, that's, I'm sorry. Forget he that. He did move, but he's still in the Chicago area. Yeah, that's the okay. other Johnny. Different Johnny. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, they're all named Johnny in Chicago. <laughs> yeah, Johnny. <laughs> uh, but that's actually how I uh, found you. Uh, oh, really? So, yeah, okay. I was watching watching one of his videos. I was like, what's that? What's the guitar he's playing? What is that? Yeah. And so I was like, well, got to get him on. So awesome. uh, now the hype pedal. Yes. Tell us about why sell make me buy a hype pedal. Uh, I mean, come on, man. I'm I'm not like I'm not the best at marketing and I'm not the best talker. <laughs> um, <laughs> sell but, me this pen. <laughs> I, I, I can't give you a lot of hype on the hype, you know? Um, no, it does what it's supposed to do. You click the pedal and it just makes you sound better. Um, it's like a, a, I guess, kind of like a clean boost, I guess. Okay. Um, but I mean, it's absolutely amazing. You just click it on, and it it makes me sound better. So, do you throw I, it in the front of your chain or in the back? Uh, right after my wah pedal. Okay. In the nice. front. 
Yeah. So you get a little bit of lift, a little, is it a, a little sparkle? Is it more oh, bottom yeah. end? What, what do you uh, get? Uh, no, a little more sparkle and a little more, man, Johnny's going to kill me for this. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's like a, like it's just a little more sparkle and some overdrive. Um, you know, it just kicks it in, kicks it in gear a little more. Nice. I can yeah. dig it. I can dig Who it. Who can ask for anything more? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. All right. Number three. Number three, a Dynacomp. Hmm. Yeah. All right. And we've we've had we've had compression it, discussions. It's kind, of, it's kind of boring, but it 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 does what it's supposed to do. It just makes me sound better. I'm kind of a sloppy guitar player, so when I'm playing anything clean, especially solos, um, it tends to clean me up a little bit and just give a little extra something that is not there when I'm I'm just playing without it. Hmm. Now, when you say play clean, mm-hmm. you mean playing without like modular effects but you're still distorted drive you know just uh but man i am i'm i'm such a simple guitar player when i say clean it normally means turn the tone down on the neck pick up to about three and flip up the toggle switch so Uh, yeah dynacop on and then it, it just does what it's supposed to do man it just makes me sound better good 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 okay i've had that one i couldn't tell you where i got that uh probably some pawn shop somewhere wow yeah how about number four? Number four, an old, and I don't even know if you guys would even be able to find this on the internet, but an old DOD digital delay. I used to have one of those. Purple the blue one. one. No, mine was purple. I and mean it purple. Had, yeah, he meant purple. Yeah, and it's got like a, um, uh, almost like a, the early days of looping when you could play like three seconds of something and you could hit the pedal and it would loop it and you could play over it. Still use that pedal to this day. Absolutely wow. love it. Wow. Yeah, so if you can find one on eBay or Amazon, pick it up. It's, it's, it's fun. Now, is that a 9-volt or is that the big giant? Uh, no, it's a 9-volt. Okay, yeah. See, I, had, I think I must have had the one before that because it, it was baby blue and it had that giant wall wart, like the plug uh-huh. with the wall wart. Um, I can't, you know, it was the, like, hardwired? Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah it, was like a, you know, like a, it was like a guitar plug that you stick in. Oh, okay. That, a oh. big one. Oh, okay. Yes. Uh, yeah. So that's why yeah. I got rid of it. <laughs> Which I regret now, but you know, at the time I was I needed to move things to get things. Yes. Such is life. So, anyways, well, that's a yeah, that's, that's an a, unusual four on the floor. I don't, yeah. I mean, some okay. of those things are. I like it. <laughs> as long as Jared likes it. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> Well, listen, man, we need to interview you. We're going to talk about you now. This is all from here on out. We're talking about you. We're talking about your guitars, except for a bunch of nonsense at the end. Okay. All right. So everybody buckle in here. Lightning question. What is your favorite model that you make? Uh, Favorite model is the Ventura. Mm, Okay. Mr. Moserite. Yeah, it's like the Moserite-looking thingy. Um, just because it's such an interesting, the way I do the carve is so interesting and it's just an enjoyable guitar to build. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I like that one. I, I'm a big Moserite fan. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as I was, I'm sure you're aware, vintage Moserites are very, they're, they're nut width is very narrow. They're not the best made instruments. Guitars. They're, the neck is very, very narrow. They're very weird. Yeah. And then, you know, it depends on the shape. Come on, the shape is so cool. Yeah, that is. I mean, and with the, the, well, you don't, I guess you have sort of a German carve, not not quite as severe as as on a Moserite, but it's It's like, no, no, no. Yeah, it's like a German carve meets uh, arm contour 
back into a German carve. Okay, here's a second landing <laughs> question. What is your favorite color to paint a guitar? Favorite color? Um, anything sparkle, man. I, uh, Amen. Uh, yeah, you know, I, I here's the thing, man. Uh, most people like a sunburst guitar for some reason, but man, you get a good, a nice sparkle, like a, a green, like a crazy shark tooth green sparkle. It's just you know, it's, it's, it, it's, it looks good in the sun. It looks good in the light. People just, smile. Exactly, man. Exactly. And the sparkle guitars are making a huge comeback right now, too. Yep. Yeah, Jared likes the sparkle. He, he gets a little, a little too happy with the sparkle sometimes. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, uh, well, that's it, really. So, um, <laughs> okay. All right. Great interview. Right. Nice talking yeah. to you. <laughs> Guess well, I, I didn't need four hour party. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say your uh, guitar company is named after my dog. My dog's name is Marvin. No way. Yeah. He's an Australian Australian Shepherd Poodle mix. So he's an Aussie Poo. Yeah. Oh. And his name is Marvin. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So where does that yeah. where does that stem from? Um, it stems from my dad. Um, his name is Marvin. My name is actually Marvin as well. Uh, Marvin Keith is my name ah. and my dad was Marvin Ray. So I wasn't a junior and they didn't call me Marvin. So it's kind of like an ode to my dad, you know, plus, right. plus it's my name. So yeah. Sweet. Yeah. Well, That's if, where a lot of people ask that. If, if his name was Marvin Keith, then you could have been MK2, which would have arguably oh, been one right. of the coolest names you could come right. up with. For real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Uh, I'm stupid. Uh, so we talked a little bit earlier, you and I, um, and I learned a lot about you know your background you know, before the show. Right. You were a touring musician. You played an awful lot. Can you yeah. give us just a taste of that background leading up to where you began to start making guitars? Oh, God. I mean, it started when I was, geez, after I graduated high school at 18. Um, that's all I wanted to do was just play music for a living. So I chased that dream until I was 34 years old. That's when I finally gave up. And I decided that I didn't want to be in a van with a bunch of guys anymore, and I just wanted to be by myself. I'd rather be on my couch at night than in this mattress is dirty mattress in the back of a van <laughs> you know? yeah so but yeah yeah so that's what leads me here so and uh i couldn't be happier <laughs> nice well yeah uh i did my last tour about geez what year was that that was probably 2014 and it was kind of a hired gun kind of deal uh and it was in an RV, not even a van. And I was still like, you know what? I, I can't do this anymore. This, this is it. I'm way too old. I'm 34 years old. My bones are aching. <laughs> and I just can't do it anymore. But, but yeah. you had a good time yeah. while you were Sometimes I, I definitely had a good time. I mean, I, w I wouldn't trade it for the world. You know, I wouldn't trade it at all. Uh, and sometimes I do still miss it. Uh, but not really. <laughs> yeah. 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 You got a much, yeah. You got a pretty cool job right now. That's for sure. I dig it. I dig it. Yeah. So that's for sure. Okay. So Keith, what was the rock and roll lightning bolt that that struck you and made you say, "Oh man, I got to do this." Uh, in reference to building guitars. In reference to playing music. In reference to saying, "I am committing myself to rock and roll here." 
Oh, um, just, man, I grew up in a really small town in North Carolina and I just had to get out. And somehow, luckily, uh, music found me and I picked up the guitar. My neighbor started playing guitar and then I picked it up and started playing as well. And as soon as I started playing, I was like, oh man, this could be my ticket out of this small town. So that's really where it started. I was probably 14 or 15 years old at that point. Do you remember what you uh, were listening to around that time? Oh, yeah. Iron Maiden. Nice. <laughs> Maiden, Judas Priest, Dio. Uh, you know, this everything that was on the radio, or maybe not on the radio at that point, but everything that I should not have been listening to, I was listening to. And then, of course, I heard Motley Crue, and that that's probably is the lightning bolt moment. Yeah. I heard those guys, and I was like, oh, man, this is what I've got to do. So, yeah, that... Thanks for bringing that out of me. Yeah. Well, <laughs> if you if you can listen to Live Wire and not yeah want to do that forever, then you've got something wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's cool. So then, uh, so where's the transition from touring musician and you getting tired of it to saying I want to build guitars? Um. I started to become less and less interested in touring and being in a van with, um, you know, smelly guys and, and <laughs> not being able to shower for, for days at a time. And, uh, but I still love guitars and I thought that the guitars are beautiful and that, that I, whatever I did with the rest of my life, it had to involve guitars. So my, um, father-in-law is a woodworker and, uh, I, just was like, man, maybe I should try to build these things. So after uh, several attempts at like, not being able to build a guitar at all, I decided to uh, just do whatever I could to learn how to build these things and learn as much as I can about it. And I started sweeping. I thought about going to the, the, the school out here and spending a whole lot of money to build one guitar and you know, then hopefully I can get a job and, and save the world by building the best musical instruments ever made. <laughs> but uh, in reality, I just started sweeping up at guitar shops, working for them for free, um, uh, different apprentice kind of situations, and um, just learning and, and watching. And uh, that's pretty much it. You know, I, I just uh, had to stay, whatever I did, I just had to keep, continue working with guitars. So... That's how it evolved. So, what were what, what guitars were you playing when you were touring? I was always a Les Paul guy. Mm -hmm. Always, I've never been that guy that can make a Strat sound good. I've always wanted to be, but for some reason, it just does not work for me. Like I said earlier, you man, I'm me both <laughs> sloppy guitar player. I'm really sloppy, so I have to use the sloppiness to to work for me. So <laughs> I can always do that with a Les Paul, but with a Strat, no way. The Les Paul, the thing about the Les Paul is you got the, the three-way toggle, so you could turn the neck volume all the way down, and if you ever get just confused in what you're doing, you could just flip the toggle switch up and <laughs> you cut yourself off completely, figure it out, and then go back down to the bridge pickup, and you're all good. <laughs> uh, now, Jared, Jared's a big Les Paul guy, aren't you, Jared? Oh, yeah. I have several of them, yes. Yeah. Did, did, what was your, right. uh, your like, go-to uh, of the of the Les Pauls, Keith. I I had an '89 Cherry Sunburst, and nice. I bought it when I was 16 years old, and it was with me everywhere. And then 
a typical headstock break mm. and it was never right after that. And then I sold it and I still regret selling it because I feel like I could have probably fixed it and, and made it right now. But uh, yeah, that was always my go-to. Mm. 89, Cherry Sunburst. Did you have a backup or were you a same one? Yeah, I had, a, I had like a 78 Norland era natural top something that I picked up at a pawn shop somewhere. That's and, what I have now. I have one of those. It's a 79. Yep, there you it's go. A, it's a natural finish, and it's just it's the sun has just made it yellow. It's great. Yeah, some about yeah, it. I loved it. Regret selling that one. Yeah, speaking of that natural top, the one that Jared has, it's one that it, if you saw it on Craigslist, I don't know that you'd run to it, but oh, you pick it up, and it's just like, oh my gosh, this thing is yeah. incredible. Those are the ones you have to take a chance on, you know. Yeah, yeah. I get you. Yeah. So you, so you, uh, what when you your first guitars that you were attempting to build what what kind of style were they were they you know, set neck uh, I, bolt neck um the first couple were the first couple were like kits like mm-hmm. uh you know you basically just unpainted finished guitars and you had to do a little bit of fret work and and that kind of thing so those turned out okay and then i was like oh man i'm a pro at this i could definitely build one <laughs> so, so then my next attempt at actually building one from scratch was like a les paul jr style and it was just atrocious uh, it, it, the, the neck was basically unplayable. Uh, <laughs> it, it was it was warped before I even got the fretboard on. But then I'm like, oh, I can straighten it out with gluing the fretboard on. And it, it just didn't work out. So it was atrocious. So, you know, after a while of doing that and finally um, picking up some odd jobs in guitar shops, I, I finally got to where I could actually build a body and then start working on a neck. And, and uh, so that's how it started out. It, it was a, a long process. It wasn't like you're going to, build a guitar in, in six months you know like like some of these schools promise mm. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you can build one <laughs> yeah. you may not be able to play it yeah, but you exactly. can build it <laughs> yeah yeah uh, yeah you can build one and then you've got some uh some firewood later <laughs> so so looking at the your your uh the models that you offer it seems like so is mahogany your wood of choice mahogany love mahogany yeah. yep I'm like I've always been a Les Paul guy, so everything that I build is somewhat inspired by Les Paul construction. Yeah, I'm set neck mahogany body, maple top for the for the most part, um, mahogany neck, rosewood or ebony fretboard. You know. Yeah, yeah. It looks like that CN90 is almost a little uh, Wil- uh, Wilshire and Cornetish. Cornet. Wilshire, it, yeah, that that's actually what it was supposed to be. It was uh, when we came up with the concept, it was supposed to combine. The uh, best parts of a most right and a coronet. Mm-hmm. Um, thin body, but a little bit wider. Uh, but some people don't like the small body of the coronet. So the concept here was to make it bigger, mm-hmm. uh, uh, but thin like the coronets. And I think we did a pretty good job. It's actually, it, it, I was surprised when I got the first one done. It, uh, it, it feels a lot like an SG, even though it's wider. But when, when it's on your body, it balances better than an SG, but it feels like an SG. Because of how thin it is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah how thin, and you have full fret access. Like uh, the It meets the body at the 21st or 22nd fret. Yeah. So you have full access to the frets, and that's one of the things about an SG is the, the playability of it with fret access. Yeah, that we, was – so one of the uh, the rumors that, you know, when, when – uh, Epiphone came out with these in the late fifties. Is that they actually took a uh, Telecaster right. and traced the bottom half 
and flipped it and then made the yeah. upper halves and the symmetrical ones like right. this one here you know yeah and the original ones had a very uh small edge contour so it was very much like a slab body telecaster interesting right. yeah. yeah well you're really clever with the pick guard because if you're looking at it uh, the right way it's like that does look like a mouse right yeah but uh but the body is yeah. not right the, the models that you're making, what kind of turnaround like do you encounter when you're doing a new order? Uh, about six to eight months from the time the deposit's actually put down to the time you get it at your door. I try to keep it around the six-month mark, um, but sometimes things happen beyond my control, uh, especially now during the COVID days. There's a lot of um, parts that you can't get. Oh, yeah. uh, wood is, is becoming harder to get good wood now for some reason um so there's a lot of different variables that could come into play uh, but i do try to keep it around that six month mark um i I like to consider myself a micro builder i'm not interested in building like a hundred guitars a year Mm -hmm. i'm interested in doing maybe three four five if things work out really well a month um because i'm just a a quality over quantity guy so Mm -hmm. everything is everything is handmade i mean i do use some routers and saws and that kind of thing but everything is just done by me uh, in my little shop, and then I, I do take it off and farm out the paint jobs. But, um, as, you know, that that's why I try to keep it that six-month period, because it does take time. But so it's worth it. It's worth the wait. What, what type of finishes are you using? Uh, I use nitro, mostly. Nitro? Okay. Um, yeah. Every once in a while, yeah, every once in a while, I will use um, a, a polyester sealer. sealer. Mm-hmm. Um, like, the, the Ventura model, just because of the way it's built, it's uh, it's better to use a polyester sealer than um, go straight nitro. Mm-hmm. Um, the way it's built is the the maple top kind of gets carved away from the ma- mahogany there, the arm contour. Mm-hmm. So if you don't use a polyester sealer, you'll get a line there where you can uh, see it gotcha. continually. So yeah, yeah. Every once in a while, I'll, I'll I'll do that on something, but for the most part, it's all nitro. Mm. On the Ventura, I know that this is it's a super popular model, especially like in the you know the I guess the. Right garage rock or punk punk rock whatever you want to call it um this one is featured with a rail in the back there is that what i'm seeing oh in that particular one yes yes i I normally don't use rail pickups um but for that particular one it was built for someone who plays uh in a band that has a really low tuning oh yeah, so he uh, specified that I put the rail pickup in that. Yeah. Now, and when people are ordering, I mean, you have the ones up here, and you're like, hey, this is what you can get. Yeah. How much of your work is is custom beyond the model? Uh, you can customize anything. You can tell me what kind of neck shape you want, what pickups you want, uh, what color you want the pick guard, what color you want the paint job. Uh, if you want a maple neck instead of a mahogany neck you can do that um sometimes i may try to talk you out of that just based on on my feelings but you know if it's what you want it's what you want so everything is customizable i don't like to uh go outside of um shapes that i offer and do anything too custom because it really gets into a uh time versus money type of situation and you can spend hours and hours and hours trying to do something custom for someone and uh, it, 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 then maybe it is not everything that they would like for it to be, you know? Right, right. Yeah. Yeah. D- don't seem to do a whole lot of relicking. Not a lot, no. No, I, um, 
I've always been the kind of guy that likes to go to the the music store and pick a brand new guitar up off the wall. Um, don't get me wrong, though. I love old guitars. It's my, my passion is vintage guitars. But when I was a kid, I just liked to see shiny guitars on the wall. It was just something about the sparkle of the light and being able to see your reflection in the finish. Um, so that's what I try to do. If someone wants something relic, yeah, I'll, I'll, of course I'll do it. Hmm. Um, but it's not really my my thing. And there's a lot of guys out there doing it too, so I don't really like to step on toes. You know, let them do their thing and I'll do mine. So you just mentioned uh, vintage guitars. Tony, his neck just about snapped off his head because he, <laughs> he and Jared both have quite a few vintage guitars. What is, uh, tell us oh, about yeah. what, what, what you have that, that uh, first thing that comes to mind in your collection when, when, I, when we said vintage guitars. Uh, actually, I don't have any in my collection right now. Um, I did have some old seventies Les Pauls, Mm. uh, and I had, uh, geez, oh, I had a 63 SG, I think when I was younger. Um, but unfortunately due to room and other circumstances, I had to get rid of a lot of the guitars that, uh, that I had when I was younger. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, uh, the sad story of so many. Yeah, I know. I love them though. I love them, and I always want one. Uh, you know, I, I always want a '59 Les Paul, but geez, uh, <laughs> I, I've got to sell my Ferrari out in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe both. Maybe both Ferraris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the guitars that you have created so far, obviously, um, have pretty solid inspiration. Um, you know, you clearly have an affinity for. Uh, the classics and with the guitars that you're making right now and moving forward, are you looking to, uh, to expand into any new designs or or is this your stack? That, that, no, that's what I've done the whole summer. I've been uh, redesigning and uh, actually building some new models. Brilliant. Uh, Yeah. One of them may be on the website now. Um, I was working with that one for a, a year or so, maybe even longer. Um, but I am planning on doing away with a lot of the um, so-called borrowed shapes. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll still build them, you know, if people want them, because a lot of those are my most popular models. But I am uh, leaning towards uh, basically putting new designs on the website. But yeah, yeah, I am going to. Uh, there's going to be some new stuff coming down the line for sure. And it's still, you know, it's still vintage guitar based. Um, so it's it's somewhat familiar to the eyes but different enough mm. i should say yeah now you mentioned one might be on the on the uh website is that the uh, telegraph yeah telegraph yes yep exactly so there's a lot of different inspirations in this what tell us about how you came up with this uh most right rickenbacker um strat uh uh, I, I think that was pretty much it. Most right, Rickenbacker and a Strat. I like. I it. don't know the model of the Rickenbacker. Um, it's the one that looks kind of like it has slanted frets. Yeah, it's like a uh, four, 480 or a 481. That was mostly my inspiration for it. I was like, man, what a cool guitar, and you never see these. So I kind of want to uh, make something very similar, but yet different. Yeah, I can see a little bit of. There's a uh, there was a couple of Guild solid bodies. Uh, that that had a, uh, I won't say 
a similar shape, but you know, it's the same kind of thing. But yours, with the extra carving and contouring, I think is uh, is a is a is a nice upgrade from that. Right, and I I I love carved tops. I'm going to be doing more uh, carved tops as opposed to flat top slab body kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, those uh, the contours are very subtle. Um, I think you did a good job of capturing those with the photos. It makes you, uh, I mean, even if it was just slab body, it's still pretty cool looking. But when you see the oh, contours, yeah. it's like, oh, wait a minute. Right. And that in a sparkle? Hello. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. I may have one uh, you'll be able to see pretty soon. Very cool. You got a couple new models you're talking about doing. Um, anything else new in, in Marvin Guitars that we're going to be looking forward to? Um, I'm constantly, uh, doing web updates. So new website, maybe, uh, in the works once I get the new guitars up and going. Um, uh, I'm going to be trying to get in a few more stores maybe so people can play them locally. Um, I, I, I don't know which ones or how long yet, but I am, uh, that, that is something that's in the works. Uh, yeah. Let, let me ask you uh, on that note. Uh, not being a guitar builder, but, but uh-huh. I think I'm sympathetic to an issue that I suspect you must have, which is I'm, I've got this amazing instrument. I've taken the best pictures I can. I've got them out to a few friends, but for the most part, all of humanity doesn't know what this actually is. Exactly. And I, I build guitars. I, I admittedly, I'm not the best businessman. I'm not a big fan of social media, so everyone is always on my case about posting stuff on social media, and I, I really can't stand it. But yeah, it, that that is hard. It's um, you know, you, you can't really you ha- you get to a point to where you can't really rely on word of mouth anymore. So, and it's hard. It, sometimes it is a hard sell because no one has actually held uh, your instrument. So if they are in stores, um, it does kind of help that out in a certain way where you can be like, well, you can go down here and uh, to blah 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 music surplus or whatever and try one out there so it, it definitely makes things easier yeah are you do you think you're going to be doing any of the uh upcoming nam stuff um i i was and then changed my mind last minute hmm. i i don't I, I don't know everything is so weird right now we, yeah. we don't know you know I, I i was down to do it but what i'm concerned with is spending all this money and all this time on a nam winter nam show which is not cheap no and then um only a handful of people actually come out because of everything that's going on so uh not not this january but probably next year maybe summer nam um maybe yeah uh, yeah but maybe some 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 of the um the smaller guitar shows like some of the ones that are what is it the dallas guitar show or texas guitar show oh, some dallas yeah, yeah. Yeah, something like that, maybe, and in, in whenever they do that one again, uh, possibly. Um, but definitely uh, 2022 NAM Winter NAM for sure, I'll be there. Awesome. I think that's what we're planning on, on uh, hoping to be there as well. Right. We actually put the deposit and everything down, and then we heard that a lot of the larger vendors weren't even going to be there. Uh, so um, luckily for us, we contacted the fine folks at NAM, and they uh, refunded our money just you know because of everything that's going on. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people were really looking forward to that this year, but uh, 
C'est la vie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's uh, here's the last question, and then we're gonna head on over to to find out what's going on with Jared. But uh, I'm curious if you could get your guitar in the hand of any living player. <laughs> yeah. Better a living player. Better a living player. A living player. Who would it be, and what model would it be? Uh, it would be Billy Gibbons and the CN90. That's not impossible. All right, Just and uh, what what color would that be? Uh, it would definitely be something sparkle. Come on, exactly. <laughs> of course, maybe some pinstriping. Billy and sparkle, man, it goes together. Pinstriped sparkle. There you go. I like yeah. it. Well, uh, we are going. First of all, Keith, thanks so much for hanging out with us. Oh, thank um, you guys so much for having me. It's, yeah, uh, you bet. Well, we're we're got a few more things to wrap up with, and then we're going to let you go. Um, starting with. Uh, Jared. That's right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's come to the time of the podcast where we like to play a little game called Would You Rather? Whoa. You've been practicing. Extended play. Yeah. So I took a big breath that time. So (laughs) this is from our good old buddy, Uncle Bruce Bacon. Your stage show is in the toilet, like it sucks. Stage Some, show, it, bad stage your, show. Your show, your show, your your act, your repertoire is crap. Okay. So a genie, it, and that looks like you, Todd, grants <laughs> you one wish to take your act to the next level. Okay. So would you rather have Pete Townsend's windmill? You guys know what that is when he windmills the guitar. Signature or, move of his arm. Absolutely. Or Eddie Van Halen's scissor kick scissor. in your stage. Yeah. Which one are you going to do to improve your stage? Oh, I was. Wow. All right. What, uh, what do Tony? we have to rub on you, Todd, to get the I, wish? Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Let's just forward through that. Tony Balonski. Uh Well, I'm afraid if if I got Eddie Van Halen's scissor kick, I might need a hip replacement. Yeah, so, or your <laughs> other gallbladder removed. Yeah, I get my second gallbladder out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I I mean I love Pete Townsend. And and the and that windmill move was just so cool. Yeah. And especially when he hit the strings with his raw fingers and blood would splurt. Yeah. Ah, oh, that's great stuff. So I I I'm I'm going with the windmill. Okay. Pete Townsend all the way. All right. Uh Jared. Uh if I did the splits, I would break a hole in the stage and <laughs> that's, you know that's you know, true. Land in China somewhere. Um, I, I'm going to definitely go with the old windmill. I'm going to join the Tony Baloney Island. Island. That's right. Going to do the windmill trick. All right. Uh, let's see here. Keith, how about yourself? I'd have to go with the windmill as well, man. I'm getting too old to be doing jumps. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, I think this one's going to be pretty easy. (laughs) I too will go with the windmill now. And I also want to know, uh, how does everybody know where he, that move came from? Um, no. uh-huh. the what? From the Netherlands? No. A so the story goes, the story goes, uh, and I could, I, I might be wrong on the actual show. Mm, I probably. think it was the Rock and Roll Circus. Mm. He was watching uh, Keith 
warm up and Keith was just kind of swinging his arms, like just loosening up. Yeah. And the who went on before the stones at the rock and roll circus, right. the, the show that they did back in the sixties. Right. And, you know, arguably blew him off the stage. Uh, well, if I now uh, if I if I get some of these dates wrong, please don't you know skewer me alive here. But um, I believe that was the uh, debut of the windmill. And story that I read is that he nabbed that from Keith because he thought, well, that's a cool move. I'm going to do that. Tony, and what do you say? I thought he did that a lot earlier than the Rock and Roll Circus show. Uh, well, that's what I'm saying. It might, it might. Uh, I may be getting the dates okay a little bit mixed up. I'm just, you know, I'm trying to think faster. But I do recall reading that on numerous occasions that the famed windmill move was a result of him inspired by Keith. It's watching Keith warm up, and that's why I was trying to put him together at a show. Ah. So, anyways, interesting. Yeah, that's all right, buddy. I hope, I hope you're right. I hope I'm right too, because I don't. I yeah. really don't want to handle a crap ton of email <laughs> coming at me. <laughs> Keith, do you have anything to re- uh, refute that? Uh, no, I don't. I think you're 100 percent correct. I'm going to take your word for it. <laughs> I like that. Oh, you're you're going to be. <laughs> we need him friend. on the show a lot more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you, uh, Bruce, for sending that in, Brucey. For sending that in. That's right. Uh, yes, we got uh, we got to say uh, thank you to a few people from Tony, and then we're going to say to our say goodbye to our uh, friend Keith here. Yes, Todd, because at this point of the show, there's a very special group of people we like to thank. We love to thank. Why? Because they are sponsors, patrons of this very podcast. Now, you might be wondering how... Do I sponsor this podcast? And what levels can I participate? How can I make Todd happy? And Tony and Jared. Yeah. Make everybody happy. I want you to go over to patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. You'll find a couple different levels in which you can participate to sponsor, to be a patron, to make this podcast possible. There's a level that we call the executive producer. That's right. Each level comes with some great thank you gifts, things like T-shirts and barefoot buttons and keychains and picks and stickers and all the good stuff, stuff that you you can't even imagine. You never knew existed. But as an executive producer, you get all that great stuff. I'm not saying you don't get it, but you get it. But there's one more thing that you get. Todd, what is that? You get to have your name read on the thing. So that's what we're going to do right now. I'm just going to thank these executive producers. You get your name read on the thing, Tony's the guy that reads them. So special thanks to these executive producers. Tom Barazin, Darren Gregory, Doug Christ, Ken Sayers, Brian Robison, Michael Senchuk, Stefan Lamb, Anthony Lanthrop, John Anglin, Brad Partridge, John Esterly, Justin Jones, James White, Matt Hart, Bill Gola Guitars, Richard Kendall, Ty Harmon, John Jackson, Jason Rausch, Gary Cooper, Mark Gotten, Elad Mizrahi, Magadi, Trevor Gunberg, Rick Calhoun, Anthony Gemolero, and John Halverson. Well, that's a 
that's a pretty big <laughs> list. Wait, there, wait, 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 wait a minute there, Todd. Okay. Because, yeah, we've got these executive producers. We also have a level that's a you know, kind of the top of the heap, if you will. These are our grand poobas. In addition to all the good stuff, they get a special fez to place upon their head whilst right. listening to the podcast, while thinking about the podcast, while talking about the podcast. Mm-hmm. So a special, special, special thanks to these grand poobas. Jonathan Jerusik, Corey Nigro, David Kaminga, Science of Sound, Cody Foster, Sean S. Tom Imanasco, Adam Johnson, Steve Keys, Tim Nowak, Tyler Rines, James Pennington, LSJ Music Company, John Williams, Johnny Morales, Mel Sanders, Bob Crouch, Sam Jett, Michio Morikishi, Martin Cliff, Hex Matos, and did I tell you we have an upgrade this week? Oh, man. Huh? He was a mere executive producer, now a grand pooba, Mr. Oh. Michael Van Zandt. Super exciting. Hey. Thank you so much, Michael, for making that choice. It warms the cockles of our souls. We yes. like you. <laughs> All right. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, we need to give a humongous thank you to Keith Horn of Marvin Guitars for joining us on the show and sharing his hard-earned time. Thank you so much, guys. I really appreciate it. It was a, it was a real pleasure. Awesome. Well, uh, you, our door is always open to you for moving forward. Um, Thank you very much. I'll probably knock. Good, good. <laughs> and uh, I hope everybody else has a fantastic guitar week. Well, wait a minute. Yep. How, do we, how, oh. how, how do we get a hold of... Uh, I was just Keith. checking to see if you were listening, Tony. Oh, yeah. It's true. Guys, i got to keep track so of you every thought. step yeah, of the way. I know, I know. You so, Keith, where me. can people buy your guitars and find them and be awesome? www.marvinguitars.com as well as instagram.com slash marvinguitars. Get a handmade instrument from this guy. And, there you go. And your That's life right. is going to be so good. Uh, <laughs> Anthony. Yes? Where can people get a hold of you? Well, let's just say you want a special pickguard. We'll make you something real nice, Clark. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so go over to pickguardian.com. Forward slash. No forward slash. Just go to pickguardian.com. <laughs> okay. No forward slash the guitar knobs. No, we're not going to do that. And just check out some of the things I have to offer on on the line. It is, uh, I, I do mostly custom work, though. So shoot me an email. Tell me what you need. Anything you want, he can make just about. Well, yeah. I said so, just about. I qualified yeah, that. Thank you Sparkle for the qualification. Yeah. Pickguardian.com. Shoot me an email. There you go. Get some sparkle in your life. Uh, <laughs> Jared, about yourself. Uh, if you want to uh, ask me questions about pickups, which is perfectly fine, just get a hold of me through the Guitar Knobs message social media things awesome <laughs> uh, you can send me an email todd at the guitar knobs dot com or you can DM me on Instagram at guitar knobs and uh, ask me or any of the fellows the question and I'm also you know what I've been doing such a good job of uh, I don't know if it's a good job I've always just kind of felt weird but doggone it go check out my band for Pete's sakes the Valentinos 
You can get download. Oh, it for I thought free the name on... of your band was for Pete's sakes. No, that would be hilarious. <laughs> Everybody's like, Ooh, I'm gonna go check them out. That sounds amazing. No, it's not. But the Valentinos are. You can get it for you know, go listen to it for free on Spotify. And uh, you can also check it out at thevalentinos.com and on Bandcamp. It's good stuff. It's a good it band. It's, it's a good it's, band. If you wanna do some hard rocking when you're driving home or doing whatever, mowing the lawn. You're when, chopping up the, celery. When's the power ballad coming out? No power ballad. <laughs> Get out of no, here. No, here, here we go again on our own. No, or? stop it. All right, everybody, have a great Guitar Weekend. Subscribe! Yeah. Pick okay. a little, talk a little, pick a little, talk a little. Cheap, cheap, cheap. Talk pick a, a lot, pick, pick a, a little, little more. C3 now. We did it! Yay! Yay. All right. <laughs> I'm the worst. Yes. Tony, Tony, quit. <laughs> Bastard, don't, I don't need that today. All I can do is read a book. Do, do, do. Right, okay, good. Well, I'll be sure to cut that out. Thanks, um, Tony Baloney. Hello. I miss you. <laughs> I know I'm all screwed up, dude. This is crazy. Okay, Jared, no more. Let's do it over again. Jared, here we go. I called you too the other day. Why didn't you call me back? God damn it! Well, that's it for these knobs. Please visit our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash the guitar knobs. Visit our website at theguitarknobs.com for all of our past episodes, four on the floor blog, and other good stuff. You can connect with us on social too at our Facebook page and share your gear and stories on our Facebook group. Also, be sure to check out our Instagram at Guitar Knobs. Catch you next time.